this is what she was going to do for her 18th birthday. She said, I was going to buy a gun, load it, and shoot myself. That's what I was going to do for my 18th birthday. And I looked forward to it. And I fantasized about it because I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like anybody understood me. I didn't feel like anybody cared. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. Every politician who is taking donations from the NRA... I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, eight billion people. And if you're gonna figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, it didn't happen, and here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and fighting our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. And may God bless us. So let's talk about the ABCs of LGBTQIA. Uh, basically, the L stands for lesbian, which is a female-identified person who is attracted to another female-identified person. Gay is a male-identified person who is attracted to uh, another male-identified person. Bisexual is a person who is attracted to, uh, or physically, emotionally, to both men and women. Um, a transgender person is a person who is a member of a gender other than that expected based on the anatomical sex. So a person who was born as a female but feels like a male, for example. Um, so biologically they were born as a female but psychologically they are male, is a transgender person. Queer is an umbrella term that embraces a variety of sexual preferences and orientations. Uh, you know, it's not exclusive to bisexuals or trans people. Um, the term has been used derogatory and hurtful, uh, but many people who are LGBT uh, have been using it, you know, queer eye for the straight guy. They have been using it in a positive way to self-identify. 
intersex is someone who is uh, physical sex uh, characteristics are not categorized as exclusively male or female. Um, so that is a biological type of um, gender where uh, someone who who has both ca characteristics biologically. Asexual is a person who is not attracted to anyone and they don't have any sexual orientation. Um, and an ally is a person who does not identify as LGBTQ but supports the rights and safety of those who do. So you as school counselors who are um, cisgender, and I will go over cisgender, meaning that your psychology matches your biology, um, you are an ally because you uh, support the right and safety of those people, and in this case, you know, students who identify as LGBT or Q. Um, more definitions, sex is a physical characteristic that are used to assign someone as male or female at birth. Gender identity is the inner um, personal sense of being female or male, regardless of the sex assigned to them at birth. Gender expression is a manner in which a person expresses their gender by masculine or feminine. Um, you know, if I'm a I'm a, if I if I identify as a female, then I'm going to wear my hair long, or I'm going to paint my nails. That is my gender expression. If I identify as a male, I'm going to have a short haircut. I'm going to grow my beard. That is a gender expression. Cisgender uh, is people whose gender identity aligns with the sex they were assigned at birth. So if you were born as a female, your biology is that of a female, and you identify as a female, then you are cisgender. Um, and some characteristics of people who are cisgender, um, you know, they don't have to worry about what bathroom to use, what clothes to wear, what their name sounds like, because everything aligns. Um, transgender is people whose gender identity or gender expression is different from their assigned sex at birth. So it's someone who biologically was born as a male and um, but however they feel like a female inside psychologically. Gender non-conforming is gender related identity or expression that does not uh, conform to the social expectations or norms for a person of that sex assigned at birth. So just like when you are conforming to your gender, I'm a woman so I wear long hair, um, if you're gender non-conforming, then I'm a woman, I'm going to shave my head off, I'm going to cut my hair, I'm going to wear pants, I'm going to do things that are not correlated to my gender. Sexual orientation is a person's sexual or romantic attraction. You know, trans, for example, transgender people can be straight, gay, bisexual, or asexual, so you can have a transgender person who transitioned from a male to a female, Okay, who likes men or who likes women? So they can they can be straight, gay, bisexual, or asexual. The sexual orientation is not the same as the gender orientation. Um, transphobia is an irrational fear or hatred of violence, harassment, or discrimination perpetrated against transgender people. Definitely something we're trying to avoid to give education to people so that we don't experience transphobia. Um, and we experience equality and safety in our schools. 
Um, this is a very easy thing that you can talk to with your uh, staff, with your school staff, the gender-bred person. Um, basically, it's, it's just it's very simple. You know, the identity is in, in the brain. What do you identify as? You know, the, the psychology. Uh, I identify as a female. I identify as a male. Who am I attracted to is the heart. Am I attracted to men? Am I attracted to women? Regardless of my identity and regardless of my sex. So the sex, am I, am I a female or am I a male um, when it comes to my biology? Now, when, it, when you can say, um, you can, you know, we're all in, in the kind of, a, in, in the spectrum of the, gen, the gender-bred man um, or the gender-bred person because we might, identify as a certain uh, gender but do gender non-conforming things if you are if you are a woman and you change a tire that's gender non-conforming because that's usually more of a man's job you know uh, if you are a, a man but you like to cook you're going against the gender grain because that's usually a women's role so we're all in that spectrum of, of what we're of, of what sex we're assigned at birth who we are attracted to, and the gender roles that we have in society. Um, and that's definitely something to, to consider when speaking to, to students. Um, some statistics that I'd like for all of you to know, um, an estimate, uh, PFLAG estimates that between four and 10% of the population is gay, which means more than one, uh, more than a million students in the public school system. So we do have uh, students, about 10% of the population is gay, about 1% of the population is transgender. Um, so you're not going to have a lot of these students in your school and the ones that are there need that additional support, definitely. Be aware of Title IX of the Education Amendment Act. Uh, it prohibits discrimination based on sex and education programs and activities receiving federal funding. That means that if you work for a public school uh, or a charter school that, or a public institution that receives federal funding, we cannot discriminate based on sex um, or gender identity. Um, it applies to K-12, post-secondary, um, you know, and it, it will be uh, enforced by the, civil, by the Office of Civil Rights. So it does apply to schools. Um, we cannot discriminate a student based on their gender identity or their um, or what they look like or what they want to wear. Um, and you know, of course, the First Amendment protects rights of students to free speech and freedom of expression, including expression of gender identity. So we cannot tell, uh, just like we can't tell a girl that they, she can't wear pants, we can't tell a boy that she, he can't wear a skirt. Um, Usually, students are not going to over abuse that. Um, students, if they feel, if they are transgender students, they will utilize that to, you know, you usually kids want to go with the grain, not against the grain. Um, and so, students who identify as female but were born as male are not going to overuse that, you know, if, if, if they're allowed to wear a skirt. 
One third of diverse sexual orientation and gender teens need an adult to talk to. 92% of diverse sexual orientation and gender youth say that they hear negative message about being LGBTQ. You know, um, we hear a lot in the hallways, that's so gay, you faggot, things like that are, are negative messages because they are being used in a negative way. 40% um, of the homeless youth are LGBTQ. The number one reason they're on the streets is family rejection. Our students are being, are being kicked out of their house um, because of their sexual identity. So we definitely have to keep that in mind when speaking to parents because there is a, um, a chance that this student, if you out, to, if you out them to their parents, that they're going to end up homeless. Um, roughly three quarters of our students say that they're more honest about themselves online than in the real world. Um, and that's also uh, a staggering statistic because, on, you know, being online is so dangerous. And when they don't feel safe at home, when they don't see, feel safe at school, they're going to go online and somebody is going to make them feel safe, whether it's for good intentions or bad intentions. And so we have a lot of students, a lot of children who are going out there and meeting people that they don't know because they feel like they'll be accepted there. And that's very dangerous for, you know, obvious reasons. Who are they meeting? What are they doing? What do these people want? And so we, we have to think about that too. Um, gay teens are 8.4 times more likely to report having attempted suicide and 5.9 times more likely to report high levels of depression. This is a very, um, a population that um, needs a lot of care and they need a lot of understanding. Um, diverse sexual orientation and gender youth who reported higher levels of family rejection during adolescence are three times more likely to use illegal drugs. So we have students who uh, not only are attempting suicide, but also students who are depressed, who turn then into illegal drugs, who abuse drugs, who turn into, who turn to the computer, to strangers for uh, support. That's a very dangerous cycle. That's a very dangerous cycle. Um, and all these things could be said to be um, correlated when it comes to, you know, depression, finding someone in the computer who gives them drugs, who abuses them, who then, lead the, you know, they lead this cycle. Um, LGBTQ youth miss more than five times as much school as other students because of the bullying that they receive at school, because of the negative messages, because teachers are not trained, because counselors are not trained. Um, we definitely have to target uh, these students in this population to make them feel safe and welcome. Uh, the issues facing LGBTQ students are varied, you know, they've might face isolation, social issues, education issues if they don't come to school, family issues is at the, in the middle of all of this because a lot of families are not supportive. And when, they're, when the families are not supportive, then you have these issues of suicidal ideation, depression, illegal drug use, um, and you know physical health issues because they don't wanna go to the doctor, they don't feel comfortable, mental health issues, HIV AIDS because they are looking for someone to love them. They're looking for someone to support them and understand them. So they're going to be more willing to try dangerous things such as unprotected sex. And so you have HIV AIDS, you have STDs, you have mental health, you have physical health, education, social issues, isolation. 
So as school counselors, we it is our role to make sure that these students feel safe, that these students come to school every day and let them know that they are part of a community. Um, our role as educators, students cannot learn if they do not feel safe in their environment. You know, when they get tormented in school, they feel they, they self-harm, stay home, fall behind. Uh, they have to go to alternative schools. If there are no support groups, they may feel alone without inclusive education. They feel like an outcast. Um, and there's a quote down here, when someone with the authority of a teacher describes the world and you are not in it, there is a moment of psychic disequilibrium, like looking in the mirror and seeing nothing. So some of these children, everybody's talking about different things and they might not see themselves in that world that you're describing. And so when they don't see themselves in that world that you're describing, what does that do to a child? When they don't see a future, when they don't have hope, we as counselors, we know that when children lose hope, that's when suicidal ideations come, come in. So we really have to be on the lookout. Um, you are an educator. It is your duty to help students. We do no harm, regardless of your religious beliefs, regardless of your uh, moral beliefs. You are still required to support all students and listen to them. Your priority is the student's well-being regardless of how you feel about their gender identity. Um, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to encourage and you don't have to say anything except, thank you for telling me. Thank you for letting me know. Being understanding, being supportive. Encountering harassment. If you do find in the in the hallway that somebody is harassing someone or saying negative comments, be assertive. Be assertive with that person. Label the form of harassment. Paul, you just made a harassing comment based upon appearance, race, ethnicity, religion, gender, sexual orientation, economic status. Do not imply the target is a member of that identifiable group, but still, Connect with the aggressor. We, and we do that all the time. When we're walking in the hallway and we see someone say something negative, say something uh, disrespectful, we, we encounter and we address it. We do an intervention. We let the students know that's not okay. Same thing for, for, for this. Uh, you know, we at your school do not harass people. We ensure that everyone here feels welcome and valued. This name calling, this type of language can also be hurtful to others who overhear it. Even if they're just joking around with their friends, you never know who's listening. Uh, so request a change or ask for a change in future behavior. Let's give it a rest. It's a great school. Let's keep it that way. You know, cut it out. I'm sure you can make the right decision. We want everyone to feel safe at this school. And then check in with the target later and say, if this continues, please tell me, I will take further action. Let them know that you're there to support them, that you will not stand for harassment or for bullying or you know, for disrespect. And we as educators, we do that all the time. Rules of thumb, never tell a student that who they are is wrong or use the word like lifestyle or preference. It's not a lifestyle, it's not a preference, it's who they are. Never suggest religious interventions 
or other interventions to not be gay anymore, such as conversion therapy. You know, if you still think that this is a, this is a choice, think about your own life. When did you decide to be straight? When did you decide to like men or to like women? When did you make that choice? We cannot religiously intervention this, okay? Uh, we can't go to therapy to change who we are. Um, never out a student to their parents, teachers, or other students without the student consent. Um, so if you have a student who is transgender at your school and they're coming in and you want to let the other teachers know so that they are aware of how to handle a situation, you ask the student, is it okay if I share with you other teachers? Okay, sure. Um, never out a student to their parents, especially if the parent doesn't know. Listen to the student. Listen to the child. If the child is saying, please don't tell my parents, then don't. Because you don't know what that child is going to go home to. You don't know who is waiting at home. You don't know what situation they might be walking into. Always remember, if I'm going to out this child to their parents, do I have an extra bedroom at home? Because they might get kicked out of their house. Always remember that. Um, when handling situations such as kissing or other inappropriate behaviors and you have to call parents, do not use gender. Mrs. Uh, you know, James, uh, your son was caught kissing another child. That is inappropriate behavior. These are the consequences. If you have to call, be generic. Do not be specific. Either way, we are not allowed to give other students' information to other parents. We are only allowed to give the parents their child's information. Who was it? I really cannot disclose that because of, because of the law, because of FERPA. I can't disclose the other student's information. I'm just letting you know of the event and the consequences. If you have to call. Uh, if you have a transgender student in your school, ask what pronoun they used. They'll tell you. Please call me, please refer to me as he or she. Ask them for their pronoun. That, 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 that's really empowering to a student. Uh, students should be called the name they prefer in school, like nicknames for other students. Other students get to get, get nicknames, this student does too. There's a lot of good things happening in our school system, and if a child feels like they want to be called uh, a nickname or initials, that shouldn't be a problem. Transgender students may also seek to formally change their name and gender to reflect their gender identity. Uh, that can happen if parents are supportive. Um, it is very expensive and it takes a lot of time through the courts, but that might happen as well. Make sure that the student knows that you are sharing that they are transgender with the teachers if the change has not happened. Okay. Um, bathroom use. The student should be allowed to use the bathroom with, uh, that corresponds to their gender identity. Now, if you don't feel like the child will be safe or the child doesn't feel like the child will be safe or the parent doesn't feel like the child will be safe, then provide a single stall bathroom for the child to use. It can be in, in the media center, it can be in the main office, it can be in a uh, in the clinic. Provide that child 
a safe bathroom to use. You're not going to have a lot of students in your school that are transgender at one time. This is this is an exception if it happens. Um, okay, if you have a transgender student and you have a substitute teacher in your class, just mark. You know, when you leave the um, the sub the sub plans for the substitute teacher and you have a roster of students, you know, put the nickname there. This child would like to be called RJ or something, so that the Substitute teacher is also aware that just to call them that name. That's it. They don't need to know any more information. What can you do? In your offices, pass them out to your teachers for their classrooms. Post a safe zone sign in your classroom and office. It signals that you've got their backs, that you are an ally, that it is a safe space for them to come and talk if you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, definitely assign someone to be that safe zone. Somebody in your school can be the designated safe zone or ally in your schools. If you don't have a safe liaison from the district, then in your school, make sure that you find someone. It could be, it, it can be you, it can be a teacher that is understanding that the students can go and talk to. We're trying to save lives. Confront homophobic remarks, including slights and slurs that you overhear. Many students use the term like fag, dyke, and that's okay without thinking. Let them know in no uncertain terms that such speech is unacceptable. Seek opportunities to incorporate the contributions of LGBTQ people in science, history, athletics, and the arts into the curriculum, into what you say. Uh, October is the LGBTQ Awareness Month, so it is. It would be a good idea for you to um, incorporate that into lessons, into classroom guidance presentations. Don't assume that any student is gay or not gay. If they do confide in you, follow their lead on what to do. Thank them for their for their trust. What you don't realize is that they have been fighting this feeling their whole lives and they might not have been able to tell anyone they might not know themselves yet they might have been hearing very hateful things from their parents and their family members and they come to you to talk to you and tell you that is life-changing they are trusting you what a gift Perhaps that's all they need. Perhaps sharing the, with you that, they're, that they think they're gay or that they might like someone of the same gender is all that they want to do right now. Thank them for that. Follow their lead. Well, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? You don't have to say anything else. They're not looking for answers. They're looking for understanding and support. If the student needs additional support, you can provide invaluable help by being versed in the gender spectrum resources available in your school, district, and community. At the end of this presentation, I will go over some resources. Be generic when speaking about spouses. Uh, maybe you'll have a student that that'll that that you'll say, "Oh, just wait till you get a boyfriend," or "Well, wait till you get wait till you get married." Well, till you get a girlfriend. You don't know if that's what they like. You are 
taking them out of your world now. Wait till you get a spouse. Wait till you get a partner and you'll see what love is really like. We can be generic and we can still say the same thing and still keep that student in our world. Special considerations should be given to these students who also have a disability or are considered a minority. Because in addition to feeling like an outsider or maybe rejection because of their disability or because they're new to the country or because they're a minority, they have limited access to resources. Family acceptance or non-acceptance may be an obstacle. Stereotypes, already stere they're already being stereotyped for being a minority, for being an, uh, you know, uh, a, a migrant student, for being, you know, for, for being disabled. So they already have all these additional stereotypes and all these additional things that they're dealing with. And now in addition to that, they're discovering themselves and they're saying, and, and they're seeing that in addition to being a minority and being, you know, uh, physically or psychologically disabled, they're also now part of another minority. Definitely special consideration to those students. If you can, start a GSA in your school, a Gay Straight Alliance. It is a student-run club, typically in a high school or middle school, and they provide a safe place for students to meet, support each other, talk about issues related to sexual orientation and gender identity and expression and to end homophobia. These students meet and they discuss issues that are happening in their schools. How can they make their schools safe, not only for LGBTQ youth, but also for everyone? Anti-bullying, anti-harassment, anti-discrimination groups. They have been found to have a positive impact in schools and in school climate, particularly when they are actively challenging oppressive practices. Um, they are student-run clubs that you would be a sponsor for. Students meet, student dis students discuss, it makes them feel safe. I recently went to a conference, the All Together Now conference for uh, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, South Florida. Um, and there was a student who I remember so much because there was a student panel and one of the students said before finding the GSA at my high school and my sponsor which was the counselor at, at her school she said my idea for my 18th birthday was this was my this was her birthday idea this is what she was gonna do for her 18th birthday she said I was going to buy a gun, load it, and shoot myself. That's what I was going to do for my 18th birthday. And I looked forward to it, and I fantasized about it because I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like anybody understood me. I didn't feel like anybody cared. She went to this high school where they have a very active GSA, and she found herself. Thankfully, she is now over 18 and she does not have suicidal thoughts or ideations. These students are very fragile.
and they need all the support they can get. Definitely continuing training for you, for your teachers, for your district to ensure the successful use of advocacy practice um, at the student, school, and community level. If you don't have a district-run uh, safe liaison, sexual minority network, um, definitely encouraging your district to open one, to run for one, um, because it, it saves lives. It saves lives. So let's just look at some scenarios. Uh, you find Mary and Lily kissing under the stairs and you have to bring them into the office as this is an appropriate behavior and you need to call home. Obviously, if you saw a boy and a girl kissing in the hallway, maybe school policy says that they need to be taken to the office and they have to call home. Now, this is a very uh, sensitive scenario because it's two girls. So just in handling it, it has to be very sensitively. If you know that your administration is not open, is not accepting, you have to call home. You have to take them to the office. Is it going to be worse for these students? Always remember, these two, these two children might end up homeless, might end up being abused at home because of what they did. They might, be in, they might end up with psychological abuse from their church or from their families. So do you have to call home? Maybe a warning is enough. How will you speak to the parents? What will you say to the parents? And what things should you keep in mind while speaking to the parents? A warning might be sufficient for the students. They understand. We can't do this again. Not in public. Da -da -da. It's against the rules. Parents might not know that their child is gay or experimenting. Maintain gender neutrality when speaking to the parents. It's okay for the child to lie. It's okay for the child to lie to their parents if that means that it's going to keep them safe. If you must call home, gender neutral. Your child was caught kissing another child in the hallway. That is an appropriate behavior. The parent asks, who is it? Again, I cannot reveal that information because, uh, because of FERPA. I can't reveal that information. I can't reveal anybody else's children's information except for yours, to you. Uh, if the child says, what am I going to tell my mom? It's okay for you to say to the child, do not tell them it was a girl. Tell them it was a boy. Make it up. If it's going to keep the child safe, it's okay. There will be a time. There will be a scenario where the child will be able to be truthful with his or her parents when they are in middle school, when they are vulnerable, when they are at danger of being abused, when they are at danger of being homeless, that is not the right time. Do not out the student to anyone else involved. Keep the conversations private. So what I'm saying to you is, if you don't have to take them to the main office, if you can pull them into your office, explain to them that that is an appropriate behavior. Next time you will be calling uh, home, next time you will be taking them to the main office, then do that. Scenario two, right to dress in accord with gender identity as long as within dress code. This was an actual case in 2001. Student biologically male 
began to express female gender identity by wearing girls' clothing and accessories. Principals often sent the student home, even had students come to office every day to approve student appearance. Student then was sent home to change. Student prohibited from enrolling the next year if she continued to wear um, girls' clothing, relying on dress code provision that prohibited clothing, which would be disruptive or distracted to the educational process or which would affect the safety of students. How would you handle that? How did the court rule? Well, the principal cannot prohibit students from expressing female gender identity because it violates the student's First Amendment right to freedom of expression. If you are a uniform-wearing school and the child is wearing proper uniform, regardless of whether it is a female or a male uniform, then you cannot tell them not to wear that. Disciplining a biologically male student for wearing girls' clothing constitutes as sex discrimination. You wouldn't be disciplining a female student wearing female clothing, the same female clothing. School may not exert its authority over a student simply to enforce their typical ideas of how boys and girls should look. If there is a dress code that, apl that applies to each gender, uh, the student must be allowed to dress in uniform consistent with their gender identity. We have been allowing students to dress according to their gender identity forever. And we have been allowing these same students to use the bathroom that corresponds to their gender. If there is a student that looks like a male, that is named as a male, they go into the male's bathroom. Even if it doesn't say male in our system, because we do not check every single student that goes into the bathroom, do we? So we allow the students to go into the bathroom of the gender that they identify with without checking. So if we don't know that somebody is transgender, or if we don't know that somebody is transitioning from male to female, from female to male, and they look like the gender they feel like or that they identify with, they go into, the, into their designated bathroom and no one is checking. It's not a big deal. Please make sure that you look at the ASCA position statements. There are, um, they have very good position statements <clears throat> in regards to the school counselor and our role in LGBTQ youth. They also have position statements in the school counselor's role with transgender and gender nonconforming youth. Those can be found at the, in the ASCA website under position statements. I've given you the link here um, if you'd like to look. Resources. Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Educational Network has a ton of resources. Safe School South Florida is right here in South Florida. PFLAG, support for families of LGBT students. So if you want to uh, have resources for parents who say, well, how do, well, how do I, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and you're going to have some parents that are going to say, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to start. I don't know how to talk to my child. I have no idea. Refer them to PFLAG. Happy Hippies is another online community. Center links. Gender Spectrum, GLAD, National Center for Transgender Equality, Trans Life Line, The Trevor Project, True Color Funds, 
um, is for homelessness for LGBT youth. And I thank you so much for attending the webinar, for watching it, um, for wanting to know more, for being proactive in learning more about this very important population. And always remember that we are here to do no harm. And if there's something that you're going to say, if there's something that you're going to try to do with the student that is going to cause harm, then always remember, you're here to do no harm. You're here to help the student, support the student, and make sure that every student in your school feels safe. If you have any questions, if you have a student and you are not sure what to do, please email me, contact me, I will help you. Um, and I hope that this has been a informative and productive webinar. I hope that you have learned and I hope that you contact me <laughs> if you have any questions. Thank you so much. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your five poor little children. Yes, we can. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Podcast, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Audible, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making.